welcome to the Father Son NBA Talk. I'm Jaden. This is Kimon. And today we have uh, and some interesting topics. We have some Patrick Beverly comments he made um, during his press conference, introductory press conference. We have the Donovan Mitchell trade to talk about to the Cavs, which is a big move, unexpected move too. And we have some um, European players versus American players that debate. Who's all right? Yeah, some good stuff. All right, Jane. Uh, you know, since since you are the uh, ultimate Laker fan, I say we start with the the Pat Bev stuff, and then we'll get to Donovan. We'll probably close off with the European um, versus U.S. player debate. So. Pat Bev uh, had his introductory press conference. Um, there were some interesting things we saw at the press conference. First of all, he got his first assist from Russell Westbrook. Did you see it? I did. What you think about the um, like you know two of them seeming like they're gonna like actually get on board, play together, work along with each other? What do you think about that? Um, I saw I saw that. I saw the pictures they had, like they were like on the court and like they were smiling, like talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like they're they're cool. But then I then I saw the um like when Pat was leaving his press conference, they did like an awkward like hand like exit greeting, exit handshake. Um, and like I feel like you could you could feel the tension between those two still. So they can like you know. They are okay with being teammates, but they're not totally, or at least Russ is not totally feeling Pat Bev right now. Yeah, they, I don't. I don't know if these two will ever be friends. You know, on the level, they're like that's my brother. I think they can coexist. They have no choice, right? Like Russ is either Lakers or you know you're gonna be playing for the minimum for someone. And Pat Bev, you know, he got traded twice in the off season, so it's not like he doesn't realize his his career is kind of coming to an end. So. These two guys have to get along. They have to if if they stay on the team. Yeah, um, they could end up starting next to each other. What's his name? Darvin Ham talked about like he yeah he definitely could see them starting together. Um, they're both two pit bulls, as he said, I think. Um, and yeah, that would be interesting to see. I still think. Um, if Reeves makes the shooting leap, like um, he, he comes a better shooter. He's a, he was a good shooter in college, so that gives me hope that he'll be a better shooter this year. But I still think that he um is a better complementary player um in the starting lineup. So who would you put him next to? I mean, with Russ, like starting. No, would you start him with Russ or with Pat Bev? I know that's probably an easy answer for some people, but would you put Russ on the bench or would you put Pat Bev if, if you start Austin Reeves? If I had a choice? Yeah. I'd start Pat Bev, probably. But you don't think they'll have a choice? You can't put a $46, 47000000 million player on the bench like that? No, you can't. No, you can't keep him. Like, not do these trades. Expect, like, Russ to make a, you know, to have a much better season. And then bench him. Yeah. Like where was where was your where was the the improvement coming from? Yeah. What move or what like where in your roster was an improvement? Yeah. 
So the Lakers' best chance for improvement is Russ playing better, and you can't do that starting him off the bench in the season. Yeah, like with the current roster, um, I guess you ha- you do have some young guys who can have you know career years or like you know um you, like good years, but like their biggest. We know what LeBron and AD are capable of. I guess you could say AD having another, you know, um, bouncing back and having a good season. That could be one. But the biggest, the biggest, like, um, coin flip, I guess, could be Russell Westbrook's regular season or season. Well, Jaden, as I listen to you, it sounds like you're warming up to the idea of Russ being on the team. I'm not. Before, you you sounded very down on Russ. Now you seem a little hopeful. I'm very down on Russ. It's only a sliver of... Is there any hope that he is going to be better this year, Jane? What's your what's your thoughts? Come on, because it sounds like he's going to stay on the team. Um, he only there's no way he's worse than last year. Okay, you can't. It's like you have a test, say, in algebra. You get a twenty, right? You've already experienced it. You know what you did not do well. There's no way you get a 20 again, right? You have time to prepare for the next one. There's no way you do a 20 or worse. You only can go upwards, you know? Now, so, yeah. the, the the truth is you can get a 25 and still fail. Like, so the point you're making yeah. is that Russ can't be worse, but it still doesn't mean he's going to be good. Um. Yes. Yeah. Well, as the Lakers turn, like we're still hoping that they make that trade. Um, the Indiana trade seems like the best option right now. Buddy Heal, Miles Turner. Um, maybe they have something else up your sleeve while they haven't put while why they haven't pulled the trigger on that. But we'll do another pod if they if they make a trade, Jaden. If they make a trade tonight at midnight, we're on at twelve oh one to record a pod, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but there was a trade in the league recently, and this one shocked us all. At least it shocked me. Um, it wasn't shocking that Donovan Mitchell got traded, but it was certainly shocking that he got traded to Cleveland. How, how about you on a scale of a sh- the shock meter, if 10 is totally blown away and one is I expected that, where did this rank for you? I'd say this was a seven. Um, Yeah, like, what did they get? They got Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. They got, like, five picks. I believe Lori Markinen. I think it was a rookie, Ag Baji. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I like, you know, I thought he was going to get traded. Like all the stuff I was seeing was they were going to trade him before training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think we all thought it was going to be the Knicks. They were just playing like a cat and mouse game. Um, are the Knicks going to give up these picks? Are the Knicks going to let this player become available in the trade? Or are the Jazz going to, you know, back down from their stance on how much picks they want? Like, are they going to, you know, ease off a bit? And there goes Cleveland swooping in. And I still think that the Knicks offer was a better offer than what what they got from the Cavs. But I guess, you know, that's how relationships work in the NBA. Like, you know, you can't, you can't, I guess, I don't know. You can't like GMs have feelings too, and they they yeah. they sometimes act off feelings. Yeah, to me, so I understand it, and you know, we heard different reasons, and I, I agree. I agree with you. The Knicks offer 
looking at it, it was like this is a better offer than the Cavs offer. I mean, I think everyone kind of saw that. But then to see um that the Cavs go, I mean, the 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 Jazz go for that offer. One of the theories that's out there is Danny Ainge not wanting to deal with New York based on his own Celtics background and then him not wanting to give Donovan Mitchell what he wanted because he didn't like how Donovan kind of was angling for a trade there. I mean, you know, that's speculation. That's just speculation. But it just seems weird that the Jazz, right, would take a lesser value than what they could have gotten from New York. So if it's some personal reason, you know what I'm saying? It just seems like an organization shouldn't do that for someone else's personal reason. Yeah, I agree. Like, I hope it's, I hope that's not the reason they did it. But it could very well be the reason that they actually went through with it. Yeah. It is a theory that I have in my head, though, about the Knicks. Like, I believe the Knicks did all of this work to court uh, Jalen Brunson so that they could get him. And then a player better than Jalen Brunson playing the same position, basically, right? Even though one you might say is a shooting guard, the other is a point guard, but they're both 6'1". So a, ba- a player better than him becomes available by trade. I believe the Knicks, in hindsight, if they knew Donovan Mitchell was for sure going to be available, I don't think they would have signed Jalen Brunson. What do you think? I still think they would have. Um, like the past few years, they've been looking for a point guard. I think what last year, uh, they went after, they they like offered none a contract, uh, like a bigger contract than we offered him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, yeah, I don't know they've been looking for a point guard these last few years. So I guess this is their, this is, was their opportunity to get one. And he's a, re- he's a really good point guard. So, yeah, but don't you think Donovan Mitchell could have played point guard? Um, no, not I mean, your, RJ, like, not your lead point guard, but RJ Barrett, bring it up. You know, like different people bring it up. I think he can set up, set it up. Um, but he's six one, and I don't know if now Cleveland has the same situation now, right? They got two six one guards in the backcourt because Garland is about six one too. So to see two short guards in the backcourt, to me, that's not ideal. I don't think that you can win in the playoffs with with that sort of um, height deficiency in the backcourt. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, the Cavs do have something that they can. They can, you know, take a positive out of this. They do have two seven-footers. Yep, that's true. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, excellent right. defenders, excellent yeah. shot blockers. Yeah. So that becomes less of an issue, right? Um, I know, I remember last year in the play-in, the Cavs, like, they were struggling well, to get some, some buckets. They couldn't score. They couldn't yeah. score, yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is going to help them out tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. So they might they might be, you know, like a second round team. I could see that. So you're putting them like let's say top four, top five in the east. Yes, top five. Okay. Who who are the f- top five teams? The well, Bucks. For sure. Bucks number one. Uh, Bucks Celtics. Let's go Bucks Celtics one and two. You just kind of yeah. flip a coin on that. Uh three. I'll say three and four. Heat and Sixers, right? Flip a coin either way. Five for me is still Brooklyn, right? And Brooklyn really could get up there to number four based on 
how things break with some of these superstars. So the Cavs, it looks like number six is as high as they can go for me. Maybe five, right? If Brooklyn, that kind of just falls apart, maybe they get to five. But I don't see them getting any higher. And then Toronto, we didn't even talk about them. But Cleveland's better than Toronto. That's for sure. Um, who, who, who are we missing? We're missing somebody, right? Who else made the playoffs last year in the East? Um, Brooklyn was eight. Um, oh, um, Chicago. Chicago, the Bulls. Yeah, the Cows are better. Um, let's see. Who else we have out here? Who was six? Toronto was six. Uh, the, the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks. Yeah, but the Cows are still better. Okay, so you saying Cavs five or six, possibly even four, if you think they could beat um, bump Philly. I don't. Th- I don't think they'll be four, but I think they'll be a top five seed. I think, yeah, I think the Nets they'll beat out the Nets because I think the Nets will have some. Um, they have some injury prone players, so I think. Okay. okay. That will help. Well, I'll say Cavs. this: in a few years, no one wants to see the Cavs because I think Evan Mobley is going to be the best player from that draft. Even now, like we know what the Cavs were like the Cavs last year were really good. Um, Evan, not Evan Moby, Jared Allen. He he got injured towards the end of the season, and it like mm-hmm. took him down a few mm-hmm. seats in the standings. So that's why I think they were in the playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, him healthy, Evan Moby, second year, possibly getting better. There's Garland, well, first All Star, right? Mm-hmm. First year All Star, he's probably gonna get better. I think. First he Levert, he's now comfortable on the Cavs team. Yeah. Um, who plays small forward for them? Yeah, they have a curl. Yeah, Isaac a curl. Yeah, it's, you yeah. just gotta hope that the shot, the shot yeah. gets better. <laughs> but yeah, they have they have some. I'm forgetting some guy, Seti Osman. Seti, Seti, okay. Um and uh Kevin Love still there. Yes. They have some good players. Yeah. Okay. They have so. depth and they have good, you know, like a really good starting lineup. Yeah. But you play in the playoffs against um who's guarding? I guess Evan Mobley's going to guard Kevin Durant. He can. He can. That's true. He can guard Gian- Giannis too. I'm trying to think who else uh he can guard Jason Tatum. Um, who else is out there in the East that you would say, okay, who's gonna get Jimmy Butler? I mean, a curl is a good defender, like a really good defender. It's just a shot that worries you. But yeah, yeah. They have a curl. They could, yeah, they could try that. Okay. By the way, uh as we're gonna switch off of this uh calf stuff, um, something we forgot to I forgot to ask you about the Lakers before we go on to our next topic. Kendrick Nunn, what are you hearing from your sources about Kendrick Nunn? Is he going to be ready for the beginning of the season? I think everybody is trying to figure that out too. Yeah, I saw like that he's he um was cleared to like do contact work, um, like a couple of weeks ago or something like that mm-hmm. by the team, and everybody's just like waiting to see. I haven't seen any like. Um, like scrimmage drills or like five on five drills. He's done this off season. Mm-hmm. I've only seen like individual practice. So he's been doing that though. He's been I can't, doing that. Yeah, nobody can tell where he is. Yeah, it's so interesting. I know this is not our topic, 
But there are a lot of guys with these bone bruises that it keeps them out a lot longer. He had one. Lonzo has one. And somebody else had a bone bruise that almost kept them out a whole season. Who was the other player? I just forgot there was another player who had the same situation with Kendrick Nunn. They kept talking about, is he coming back? Is he coming back? And it was like, okay, he's out for the season. Yeah, I don't know who it was. Yeah. But I hope, hope he does well. I hope he comes back. I hope he's in shape. Hope his shot still works because um, we're going to need some backcourt shooting from him um, this coming season. Yeah, like last year, I was I was very excited to see Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. I thought he was the best um, offseason addition for us. And, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's a really good shooter. He's a good pick-and-roll player, like, in, by scoring. He's, he's a scorer. That's his thing. And he's pretty good at it. So, yeah. 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 Well, Kendrick Nunn, if you're listening to this podcast, we wishing you all the best. Um, come on back, get that shot going, and let's uh let's win a chip. All right, Jay, let's finish off with our last topic. Have you been keeping up at all with the Euro basketball stuff? I have. I've seen um yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of Giannis stat lines. Yeah. Go, go gadget, man. That dude is almost like extendable. Giannis, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed how much he just keeps working and developing. He just seems relentless. Um, and then Luca dropped what 47 last night or yesterday. Uh, something like that. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, if it was that. Yeah. And then of course you had Joker out there. Um, you have Rudy Gobert, you have, um, Victor. What's his last name? And, when when being when benya yeah he's who's projected to be the number one pick next year one of the best prospects since lebron and it brought up the question for you i wanted to ask you when you look at not not just the future of the league well let's say the future uh, but also really the present are european players on a whole better now like in the, when you look at the top players of the league are they better than u.s based players or u.s born players are european players better now in terms of the, the top superstars in the league now and let's say in even the next few years than uh u.s born players i mean you could very well make a case that the, the best two players in the league are international players they, those would be Giannis and Jokic. Okay. Um, I mean, the the last four MVPs have been won by um, European players. And then every time we have a discussion and we ask who will be the top player in five years, Jane keeps saying Luca. And Luca is, where would you put him now? I think he's, if he's not in the top five, he's knocking on that door right now. Yeah, like, um, here's a toss-up for me between Luca and KD, but thinking about it now and over like over the past few weeks i think it's luca okay i think you could say luca for sure so so if you go to the top five players you got Giannis number one i feel like there's no argument anymore in that um joker has to be in the conversation conversation for top five so maybe he's number four in some people's mind because maybe they put katie and steph and lebron but he's there he's close and then you have um luca so really, you're saying Luca, Giannis, Joker, LeBron, Steph, KD. 
That's really like the three and three. And if you look at those three versus those three, who would you say are the better um, better group? The international players or European players. Why you say that? Like, what's your reason? They're just better. If you, like, if you, if you were to compare those three with those three, they have Giannis as you know, the clear-cut best player. Jokic is the best offensive player. Oh, more than Steph. More than Steph. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I honestly think you could make a case. Like, literally, Jokic and Luka might be one and two in terms of offensive players. Oh, wow. And then Steph three. Versatility for sure. Like, they they are entire offense to themselves. Now, Steph is an offense to himself, but he does need other people to ball handle for him to be able to run off screens and do all of those other things that he does. And he doesn't play in the post. He does, he, he has no post game at all. So yeah, Luca can be your entire offense. Yeah. So can Joker. Yep. Yeah. And so, Giannis. Yeah. I mean, true. It's, it's interesting now that we, I was looking at the European uh, games and I was watching the scores and the players and I was like, the best players in the league are out here. And of course, we know they're not all going to be on one team because they're from different countries. And so that's different, right? Like, but I was wondering at what point do we see um like the the, the total takeover of the game internationally? And it's it's coming and it's cool. Um, you know, the funny thing is we didn't mention this player, um, Joel Embiid. He's international, he's not European, he's from Africa. But there's a lot of good international players, and it's it's interesting seeing where the league is going. I'm sure um, David Stern, who was the um, the NBA commissioner, who wanted to expand the reach. I, I'm sure his vision is being realized this way. And so it was just really interesting to watch that development and to see where the league is going over the next few years. But Bronny James, we we're depending on you to to keep us going in the in the Olympics in the next few years. <laughs> Why Bronny? <laughs> By the way, we got to always give a Bronny James shout out on this podcast because we are wanting LeBron and Bronny to come on for the podcast. So if you're listening, Bron, Bronny hit us up. You know where to find us. Honestly, if you send us any kind of DM, we'll 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 find it. So make sure y'all hit us up so we can get y'all on the podcast. So, all right, Jaden. Um, that that's about it for this week. Um, no big news. But when does the season start? When is opening night? Um, training camp is in like two weeks. Okay. Um, the season starts. Let me look it up real quick. Season starts on October 19th. I know you can't wait. I know you can't wait. Yep. Yep. Well, well, we will, um, we got some more guests that are lined up and we got some more topics and again, if there's a trade by the Lakers, no matter what time it happens, middle of the night, Jaden, wake me up. We'll do that pod. We'll do an emergency pod so that we could uh, get our pod out there first so y'all could hear our um, analysis of that trade. All right, Jaden, I know you got schoolwork. I know you got a lot going on. Take us out. Tell people where they can find us on Twitter, where they can find us on the internet, and take us out. You can find us on Twitter at FatherSonNBA. NBA Talk, yeah, at Fatherson NBA. And you can find our website, um, fathersonnba.com. All right. Make sure you give us a rating and a review. 
and you share the podcast. And with that, Jaden, we're out.